You know what time it is. The fourth annual Sports Council Fantasy Football League is around the corner. And if you want to participate and go against us so-called experts, now's your chance. The link will be posted on all our social media platforms. So look out for it and we know we're going to whoop your ass. Thank you and I'm looking forward to it. Hello and welcome to the Sports Council Podcast. I am your host Matt and I am here with Gav, G, and Dylan for this episode of the show. Our 2023 Fantasy Draft Primer continues with the wideouts. We give our strategy for drafting wide receivers and predict who will drop in and out of the top 5 this year. We'll also play buy or sell for key fantasy offenses and discuss the viability of the popular strategy known as stacking. Today's August 6th. 2023, and this is episode 106 of the show. Man, the fun, the fun back. episode of the primer, right? The wide receivers. This is done with those one? sick, no, the sickos running back. I'm honestly pretty bad at wide receivers, dude. I can never pick one. I, I, I wonder why. Because <laughs> I go heavy in the running backs, bro. No, I'm just mean like, what would you ever base like your manager, wide like receiver team. knowledge on? You know, like, you never seen your Dude, team draft am... a good wide receiver, so it's, like, hard for you to do it. <laughs> hey, but we pick them up off the waiver wire, and they end up being good. That's usually how your team so. goes to, right? The only problem is I never choose a, a, a white slot receiver. A white uh, slot receiver? Yeah, never. None of them You gotta put them out your flex. Team. You gotta, like, get your RB2 of some team. Yeah, for real, dude. Well, either way, I mean, first of all, this is why we brought in our wide receiver guru for this episode of the show. <laughs> Dylan is back, a former fantasy uh, council champion here, and uh, the everyone. master, the master of wide receivers. Yeah, <laughs> truly the master of fantasy football. What do you know that we don't? Everything, wow. I guess. That's that. That kind of wow. <laughs> sums it that up. That was just amazing. Maybe he's just Beautiful. not answering. He's just not answering because he doesn't want us to know. That dude. You gotta share the knowledge, bro. Yeah, man. That's why we do the podcast. Like, I don't want to tell these guys my draft strategy, but I got to for you guys. I guess so. I guess we're just gonna have to start out right there. I mean, this is the episode concerning only wide receivers. We're done with the running backs. We're past that. But now we're on to the wide receivers here. And I know we had this discussion before of the priority of running backs versus wide receivers. And, you know, it's still a viable option, I think in terms of if you're not going to draft a running back in the first round this year, you should draft a wide receiver because, you know, those are the two most important positions in fantasy football, as we know it. And with half PPR and PPR leagues uh, getting more and more popular, receptions matter. So that means, obviously, the guys who are going to catch the ball matter. So it's a big priority, and it's just as important as running backs. So right now, again, what is kind of just this overarching strategy for drafting wideouts this year? Are you employing anything different compared to like the last couple of years? I know we talked a little bit about quarterback chemistry last time, but you know, is there anything else you're focusing on? I mean, for me this year, uh, I've had, like, I think I said last episode, I had a big, like, I guess you could say culture change in the way I draft. So I'm really looking at the receivers and I, I want to go higher with them than I you 
usually you know we've always been about oh there's so many that you can kind of uh you know wait and draft other positions that was my strategy last year um like with going tight end early even a few few leagues and going running back obviously most of the time i think this year i'm going to try to get as many good receivers earlier as i can just because they're so like what's the word there's a lot of them but then they're also just putting up so many points consistently i feel like and there's just guys that are, are just going to have an easier path to getting 30 to 25 points in those league winning performances you know those aren't i feel like you know like the tyree kills and the and those guys i'm okay going with you know cooper cup in the first round i would rather do that than go in saquon or you know even christian mccaffrey is one of the only running backs i'll draft just because he can catch the ball so i think that's a big aspect and i, I would definitely gonna be going at least two uh, wide receivers in the first three round this year yeah that's my idea too i was thinking i'm gonna do two wide receivers back to back then see what running backs is left over because of yeah what's been going on in the league and how mm-hmm. um teams are I'm winning boys like... you're not winning okay. anything i'm winning boys thank you <laughs> crazy, Dylan. Dylan, you're the guru of wide receivers. So conceivably, you could draft someone in like the eleventh round, and you like they're the wide receiver one. So why why do you why are you stop that, dude? Wide stop that. Then? Don't give him I good think, ideas. Well, because it's like lottery. I mean, I think the I think one of my late round picks that I landed on a few seasons ago was with um Jamar Chase because I remember when he first got drafted. I think no one expected he would still have that connection with Joe Burrow when he went. He was drafted to the Bengals. Training no camp pick- had me guessing, dude. They were like, he can't ca- grab the ball. He's too, his his too spiral small. is different. <laughs> but you, sometimes you just got to like believe in that connection that that pre- that like previous quarterbacks had with their um their their wide receiver and just hope for the best. And luckily, um, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase had that going as Bengals players. But this year, you think that it's more important to get a top wide receiver earlier this year? I I think so. I think what you guys talked about last last week or the previous podcast about how running backs, about um they're not going to be, or it's more volatile with running backs because you don't know what's going to happen, right? Like, um, King, um, like Derrick Henry or Najee when they had those, like, plates in their foot right you once they have those like <laughs> you don't know if they're gonna fucked. yeah you're, you're kind of fucked that way so um it's like why not shoot for the stars because sometimes like wide receivers they like pop off right they get get you like 30 30 to 40 points occasionally right it's, i, I just also, feel like also you oh, take an account they get the same type of yards you know in terms of points like it's not Dude. like where it's quarterback versus running back or anything, where it's 25 yards gets you a point, or a point where it's just 10 yards gets you a point, regardless if it's a catch or a run, right? And there's so many passes this now in the NFL, you gotta, you're just going to get way more yards. Receivers get like, more receivers are getting at them plus 1,000 yards than there is running back. So it's like, just well, that's there's going to be a lot don't... of... But that's a lot of fantasy points is what I'm saying. Obviously, there's more options, but that just means there's a lot of more fantasy points to be had. And I feel like with my running back strategy that went last year, I always saw myself and my receivers getting like 17. And I look at the other guy's team, and he's getting 27 from Tyreek Hill, or Waddle's getting him 32. 
And I'm like, my guys just isn't, you know, top end on that in essence. And I just couldn't, you know, have that same value uh, from my running back who was still only getting me 17 or 16. It's like 130 yards. That's a lot for a running back. But for a wide receiver to get 130 yards, he's going to get five, six extra points on all the catches and all that stuff. So it's just, I feel like there's just more points to be had. And you can get even more points if you get in the top end wide receivers. I definitely believe that, like, if the wide receiver is like top seven, that the amount of if you're especially if you're paying PPR, like the receptions that they receive added to the fact that like they get a, a buttload of yards. That's why Tariq Hill and Jalen Waddle were so lethal last year because they were getting mad receptions and a bunch of yards. They were they were chunking cheeks, dude. Like for real. <laughs> Um, but what's what's chunking but, cheese? Do you want to explain chunking, that? Listen, dude, not on the we're PG over here. Um, are we? When did you decide so. that? We tried to, huh? Today, oh, right now, we got I, a I found, partner. Today's Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> today's it's today's not, uh, it's not Sunday around the world. Sabbath so. when we have an affiliate, <laughs> but either way, either way, like uh, because again, that's my strategy. Only if they're in like the top seven, why I prioritize them. But Christian McCaffrey and S. Austin Eckler will still have priority over all of those um, nah, I would never wide receivers. Was the only person like no. injured like half the time last season? No. Wait, why do you? <laughs> you got to also take in like the that? fact like when Christian McCaffrey had one healthy season in the last like what three years? Can so... you imagine? CMC was also like not even with the the Niners for the entire season, and he still popped off. I think he was like number. I forgot three or four on on fantasy. I mean, there's obviously Imagine great a value season. there, but I just I don't know. I just feel like the receivers are just so much more. CMC or J- JJ? JJ. JJ. Easy. I, Easy. I would pick JJ. JJ's LSU. gonna get you. JJ's gonna get you at least like oh that he might be the easiest seventeen hundred yards that we can say. That is so many fantasy points, bro. How many running backs bro, are gonna you, get seventeen hundred yards? Know. And think about the like a hundred plus catches, bro. That's a hundred more points. A hundred carries doesn't give me shit. No, but he's gonna get, dude. He's gonna get it dunked off. You already know this. He does Noisy. everything. He's literally okay, so, the only reason why the Niners even function. Okay, even so plays obviously, quarterback. you know. We're, we're debating about the wide receivers versus the running backs again. And ever since we had that debate last episode, I went back. I actually looked at all the numbers because I actually, you know, decided, hey, you know, I should actually work for this podcast. Do the math because this analysis is going to help everyone here win, right? Even you guys, which I don't want you guys to win, but, you know, here you are. And I'm talking about, you know, my fellow uh, podcasters in the same <laughs> league as me, not you listeners who I very much want you guys to win. But not I took a look. <laughs> not the ones in the league, yeah. And so no over the last fans. five years, over the last five years, I looked at, you know, the top 10 running backs and the top 10 wide receivers for each year for the last five years, right? And then I wanted to see whether or not they would come back and they would, you know, return to the top 10 again because you know obviously if you're investing huge draft capital on you know let's say the top 10 guys right now are Stephon Diggs or Justin Jefferson or you know for running backs it was Saquon Barkley or Nick Chubb right you want to make sure that they are in the top 10 next year right because you're not drafting them based on what they did last year you want them you if you draft them as the RB1 like you have the first overall pick you pick Christian McCaffrey you want them to be the RB1 again right so 
basically, I looked at what they were last, the year before they became a top 10 back, and the year after they became a top 10 back, what happened, right? And same with the wide receivers. The wide receivers were advanced to the top 10, basically, at a higher rate than running backs. So if you were a top 10 wide receiver in the year prior, you usually are more uh, likely to become a top 10 wide receiver again compared to the running backs. Running backs, it was like 25%. Wide receivers was like 32%. And then in the top five, the top 10 running backs, about 1.7 running backs come back to the top 10 um, the next year if they were a top five back in the previous year. About two wide receivers get back into the top 10 if they were in the top five last year. So overall, you should probably, if you want someone that is probably going to be in the top 10, you should probably draft one of the top 10 wide receivers from last year because it seems like they're a little bit more reliable. Let's fucking go. I love this fucking research. Ah, but there's the other side of this. (laughs) You got (laughs) to let me finish it, G. Because there's also the fact that say, hey, what if, like, we're looking at the ceilings here, obviously, but what about the floors, right? What happens if, you know, you draft a top uh, five back in the previous year, what's the lowest they can go, right? Versus the lowest they can go for a wide receiver. Because obviously, you know, even if you get like a top five back and they're not a top five back, maybe they're like a top 15 back and that's okay, right? You'll deal with that. For some reason, the wide receivers actually bust a little bit more compared to the running back. Boom! Gee! 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 Where are you? (laughs) You usually see an average about, you know, 37% of the top, 10 running backs fall out of the top 20 compared to like like you know the wide receivers who drop a lot more and the only outlier that I got rid of completely was Antonio Brown in 2018 because obviously he he kind of went insane so obviously he would drop right but that was the only really big outlier that I saw but it seems that wide receivers tend to return if they were in the top 10 before they return either to the top 10 more frequently but they also completely fall out more frequently as well whereas to say the running backs they drop out of the top 20 uh you know less frequently so you could get a decent running back but you might not get you know that ceiling that you want and you might not win as much but you won't like completely fall out but if you go for a wide receiver you can completely go for the moon but you could also end up just completely like crashing at that point so there's the analysis right Too there. Too volatile. It's what about the risk versus you? the reward, right? I like rewards. Gav likes yeah. losing. So what do you, you guys like? You still haven't won this chip, bruh. <laughs> okay? None of us have. Okay? But the thing is, the more that I think about fantasy football, and now I've been playing for like, let's say, I, I don't know, like 10 years now. I mean, it's crazy. I feel old. But like... You are? Yeah, I am. <laughs> we all are. At this point, even Gav, I remember Gav's first year, and now it's like, <laughs> oh, like, dude, like four, my first year. year. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm still a baby walking. I honestly. remember, I remember Gav's first steps. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, dude. You're so, you're so annoying. Get back to fantasy football. What? You gotta think about the rewards more than the risk, right? If you're gonna lose, you're gonna lose, right? Everyone, there's, like, it's the same thing as the Super Bowl, right? There's gonna be one team out of thirty-two that are gonna be happy. The rest are gonna be losers anyway. 
right? So you yeah. might as well aim for the moon right now. Yeah. No, so no, no, I, no, no, like, no, 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 now being the second loser the and the deal. dead last loser is the same shit exactly what Matt's saying that's not, so you gotta go the high end reward until if you wanna yeah. win you gotta hit on the receivers no and see just, just to look at the last year alone the last year alone four of the five of the top ten wide receivers from last year were also top ten the next year four of them only one running back came back from the top ten last year so Bro, just I from mean, this one last year. No, listen, dude. You want that safer floor because there are less running backs than there are wide receivers. A wide receiver can boom anytime he like any game. You can pull somebody off the waiver wire, two touchdowns, and then you're set for with a uh, fourteen points, right? But you pull a freaking running back off the waiver wire who's just trash, bro, he's gonna give you two two points. You know? My thing oh, is though, Gavs. My thing is my my thing is with the running backs. Like, there's only just there's just so many more like things I feel like that can go wrong, and there's just more. I feel like just the way, especially the NFL is going now, is just like the amount of passes that every team is doing, and there's very very few teams that are you know running back first teams. So it's like, you know, why would I not want the first option of a team or the you know. The one that's gonna get the ball, f- well, at least ten times, ten points, almost yeah. seven Listen, points. That you're guaranteed. So my strategy right now is, if they get mad receptions, fine. I will draft them over a running back. You have to look at the receptions. That's all I really care about, especially in PPR. If it's standard, don't even matter, dude. I'm still, go- I'm going straight running backs. So it's basically about target share, not about yeah target. No, that's that goddamn prehistoric fantasy football leagues. Shut, dude. That it 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 gets you places, dude. But Gav, you need. I think you need that risk because, like, look, we're not. No one's. We're not all like you, okay? I can't just pull somebody out of the freaking dirt and he be becomes gold, okay? I I have I have (laughs) to. It doesn't have. It doesn't have to be gold. Like for example, like last year when I beat Nando, right? I had Allen Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> That's he didn't what I'm do saying. Shit. He didn't do shit for like three weeks until when it real when I really needed it the most, he came through. Exactly. You you just made my point for me. They won't do no, anything. No, they're, but they're very streaky. Running no, backs well, aren't streaky. They're uh st- the safe thing floor. Is you, but I you just want told you, you need that, that they're consistent over a year more but than you need backs, that right. Oh, but you need that risk when That's indra- you need that risk to take your team to the next level because if you're if you're banking on having a really high floor but a low ceiling, there's gonna be like for example in the playoffs, why is if the other team has a real like a really high ceiling and they beat you, right? You need see, that risk. See, the problem is you guys are like there's a progression in fantasy football. The team that you draft isn't with you all the way until the championship. People usually the people that make the chip and actually win are the people who got the lucky picks on the waiver wire. Like they can have a solid floor, but there's a progression that you you have to make sure you have a safe floor, and the people that are volatile are people that are abundant, like wide receivers. Okay, but the point of the top pick is to get a top. Player, okay, we're right? talking about the top so, pick. Like the, the more top, likely, like, the more likely rounds. one is to get a wide receiver because they're more likely to get back into the top ten, right? So yeah, you know. Obviously, it could bust, and you can compete. So then I'm the one taking the risk, and you guys are the one not taking risks. You're taking more risk unnecessarily. Exactly. See, you like risk? I got you. 
because you're not going to get a top five back most likely. You're not, right? t- yeah, you're not no, taking dude, the calculated out of risk. That, we that are that 1.6, dude. That one. Po- I'm that guy. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Well, right. we got to move on well, here. That's but cap. Let's. Pretty let's sure you're like back second to, the... to last, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, remember. I don't remember off the top of my head. But. Look, and all I, I was know last. is it all doesn't I know matter. Again, you it didn't matter. win, and Who I didn't it? win. McYoungboy, McYoungboy was runner-up, and I was last place, I think, or me or Gav, whatever. Right? I don't remember. I, I'll, I'll say Gav. Don't worry. But it's like stop capping. <laughs> we're both. We both lost in the end. We all lost in the end. Only one winner was in that listener league, right? I mean, obviously he drafted Christian McCaffrey, but we're gonna move past that point, right? It's. It's about, uh, you know, the risk. Like, it, you're going to take the risk, but you get a better reward. You got to just do that in fantasy football, right? It's like trading. Yeah. It's not a. It's not like, oh, I want, like, three top 24 running backs. No, I'd rather have one top five wide receiver, right? It's just, that's the way it is. Yeah. Right, okay, so let's, let's, let's move on to the top five here. So we're not going to just pick a wide receiver one because I have a feeling we're all going to pick the same guy. But I just made the case that it's harder to um, crack into that top five than it is for a running back. But there is room for some movement there, right? And the top five last year in half PPR were Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and A.J. Brown, right? So if you were to predict one of those five to drop out of the top five and also predict someone who breaks into that top five, who would that be? And I'll list out the 6 through 10 because, again, retention is pretty high, right? So C.D. Lamb, Jalen Waddle, Amon Ross St. Brown, Amari Cooper, and Devonta Smith rounded out the top 10. So who who do you think is going to be in that top five this year? Who's going to fall out? Right now, I see, uh, like, Jamar Chase falling out. Um, if, uh, I could Jamar only Chase wasn't Joe even Bo- there. Oh, did you not say it? I'll, I'll, I'll read it again. Say it again. Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and A.J. Brown. Okay, Devontae Adams now. I say Devontae Adams. I agree. <laughs> Only because he's got really? Jimmy. I, I, I was thinking Stephon Diggs, personally. What? But why? Why? For me, I just I, I don't like the vibes I've been getting since training camp. I don't, I'm don't. not too, you know, we're not going too much in our predictions. I'm not very high on the builds this year. Uh, and it's kind of just, you know, when teams I've noticed, like, you know, they have this, these disgruntled players and all these bad issues coming out of training camp before the season even started. Um, I don't think it's a good look. And I just feel like it's kind of, you know, going to hinder their team a little bit. I think they also drafted uh, that tight end, Dalton Kincaid. Now he's not going to obviously become wide receiver one, but he'll turn it. He'll affect the offense enough to where he's going to start getting some more touches as well, taking away from digs. Um, and I just feel like they're kind of, you know, yeah, I just feel like he's going to step back. Maybe he'll still be in the 6 to 10 range, but uh, I, I will definitely think he'll be out of the top five because you're going to have a healthy Cooper Cup now. Um, and that's who's going to be going in for me into the, his spot. I mean, okay, like he's just gets spammed receptions. So, you know, Cooper <laughs> Cup. Because Matthew Stafford races. Matthew Stafford races. <laughs> no, we're still on that. Yeah, we are. We are still Dude, on that. But if you were, like, you really wasn't think... Cooper Cup hurt? I thought Cooper Cup was hurt. Yeah, it'll be fine, dude. I think no, you just, need, you just need to put that healing oils on, and you're good to go. If Cooper Cup's not out there, Matthew Stafford's going to target who? That's right, Tyler Higby. <laughs> <laughs> See? Racist. He's racist. <laughs> but 
Nah, dude. It, it's because he still has a great quarterback. You know, J- Devontae Adams. Honestly, this is a downgrade. I feel like, dude. He's <laughs> like, Derek Carr was ass last year, and he was still wide receiver one. Yo, but like Derek Carr was J- horrible. Derek Jimmy Carr was G is ass. worse. Jimmy, Jimmy G is G- worse. Jimmy G for the first like six weeks, he was high. awful. It's the I'll offense. be honest with you. Yeah, I think. I, 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 yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, that's Niners fans can attest, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's about the quality of quarterback here. And he had you that know, Mexico game, and he popped off. It was like, oh man, I'm the guy. Yeah, but it's Jimmy G's never been a great, you know, outside the numbers thrower, and you know, Devontae plays mostly outside. So, you know, I don't think he's gonna get those top five numbers. It's crazy how he was even top five when I looked at these numbers. I was kind of shocked that he was top five still with Derek Carr. Yeah. But, you know, it's because we always saw Aaron Rodgers kind of spam Devontae Adams. And, you know, I just don't... I think Jimmy G should, obviously, but I don't think he will. I don't think they're going to get that volume where he's like, okay, he's a top five guy. So, yeah, I kind of agree with you there. I think in terms of who's going to crack it, I mean, obviously, C.D. Lamb's pretty good, and he was just in that range last year. He was six. So I would, you know, that would be the easy answer. I think the really cool answer would be Garrett Wilson because I think he could have that breakout year oh, and man. just get you, into that top five because he's got the guy. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, dude, this is going to be crazy. I feel like I'm a truther, but... Uh, <laughs> You're a truther? You know, you know um, when he was on the Falcons, dude, this guy was stone cold and he had a trash quarterback. Now uh, he has. I know who you're talking about. N- now he has pretty boy swag, in Florida. <laughs> he can gamble a lot, a lot more. Calvin really is gonna break that top five, bro. I mean, that guy is a monster. He might have a little rust in the beginning, but I feel like, like it, it. He he's just too profound as a wide receiver to not to. Even with um Julio Jones being there, he was still like top ten. He had fourteen hundred yards. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yep. How can you not I have the numbers right here? He was number four. He was wide receiver four back in twenty twenty. Exactly. Past, uh, complete season. Oh, that was Bruh. my that was my Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley time. Yeah. I'm saying I am a truther on the Jags. I could see I that. I think I think right? G was the first truther about Trevor the Jags. Well, I was, I was a I was a truther with him. I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but we were. He tr- put money we down. Truth- he put money down feeling, on the Jacks to win the division. You're thinking you're remembering that differently. But. No, we were we were <laughs> on the same page. You were the one who didn't believe in the Jaguars. Oh, no, I didn't. I, I'll, I'll take that, yeah. Yeah. So you're saying you're betting the over on Ridley, huh? Mm-hmm. 100%, dude. I'm, right. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you, with, uh, Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's doing the same. <laughs> oh, my Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Just explosive. Christian Kirk wasn't that man too that year, that last year, and he's not—he's a mid wide receiver. <laughs> he is mid. Everybody remembers Christian Kirk on the Cardinals. He, he, he was ass. He was eleventh <laughs> last year. He was an ass. He was a boomer bust guy. He's like that because I remember, I, like, pick him up on the waiver, he might score thirty. He's like your Will Fuller sometimes. Like, but can you imagine this, guys? He's top. He's top fifteen, and he's not even a great quarter. Like he just, hes not even a great wide receiver. Imagine what Calvin really could do, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I like Dylan, that choice. You pick? For top five dropping out, I, I agreed with both Gav and and you about um Devontae Adams. I mean, 
great great wide receiver but mid quarterback that's how i see it who's your who's mm-hmm. your boom let us know dude please i need to know boom yeah, wait keep we so it's either wait you said it's either Garrett wilson Amon rossing yeah. brown jalen waddle were the other two i mean no it could be anyone honestly anybody Ooh. do you know of it like who just don't don't hide it from us dude i want to know i i I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to like five, five brain this dog. Um, I'm gonna go Amon Ra. I have a good oh. feeling for him. Amon Ra St. Brown. God damn. No. He's my no. second pick. I think yeah. Amon Ra. God, man. I like that. I like the Amon Ra pick. The Lions offense is good. Do you know how crazy it is? I can't believe he was already uh, eighth last year. I didn't know he was eighth overall in you know fantasy. That's, That's pretty deep. underrated. Like and like, Goff, I feel like he could be the Debo. He could be like a lot more of Debo than Goff loved to force I think, feed him. I think it's just also like how what Dan Campbell has been doing with the Lions and how he's turning mm-hmm. the ship around. So, um, yeah. even though their playoff hopes got cut off short last season, but I think this year, I think they can make more. They can push more than that. So, I think Amon Ra. Yeah, Amon Ra is gonna crack top five. Now it is so. <laughs> If Dylan said it, it is so. Yeah, yeah sorry, Devontae Adams. You settled for mid. Oh, man. I don't it's a good think thing that that one guy got choice. suspended, too, for a while. Which I one? I forgot that wide receiver. Jameson name. Williams? Yeah, Jameson Williams. Yeah. Jameson Williams is gone. Uh, TJ Hawkinson's gone. So, yeah, I mean, he he's just going to get a lot of uh, targets. We already Early seen trade? Jared Goff likes him. Yeah. Okay. So, let's move on here. Uh, let's move on to some buy or sell here. So you're going to buy or sell one of these options here. And it's in terms of the most questionable offenses I could come up with. So we're going to see if you're going to take any stock in these fantasy options. So buy or sell that the Ravens offense will sustain three viable receiving options this year. Whether it be Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews. Three of those guys will be viable for fantasy this year. Three. Bye bye sell, bye bye you... bye. Wait, really? I sell. I say sell. I say sell. I would say maybe two. I yeah, that's what I was thinking. Two like, of them will be viable. Like Flowers and Andrews, but all like three. I I would oh, say no. Flowers, uh, Andrews, and Odell. Bateman kind of falls off a little bit there, coming off the injury. I think Odell still still got it in him. And Flowers and Andrews, I think, are kind of more certain. Uh, and then I also just think about the Ravens' offense for what it's going to be this year. They've been saying a lot of spread this year, and with the new Georgia guy that came in, he's like running go spread offense. And I think Lamar did that in Louisville, so it's something that could work out for them in terms of uh, how explosive their offense will be. And if I think they're just pass the ball a lot more, they'll be able to sustain it. Because three is not too hard, especially where they're going. I think most of them, other than Andrews, I think the others will outplay their ADP, especially uh, Flowers and Odell. Uh, dude, I'm high on Zay Flowers, dude. They say he's cooking during camp, bro. How how tall is he again? Bro, chill out, dude, okay? What do you... <laughs> Damn. That's the thing. <laughs> what <are> you... <laughs> Why are he's you... He's like 5'9", 5'8". 5'9". Damn, he's like me. <laughs> yeah. So He's like us. <laughs> Yeah, that's the only concern I have with him. I know he's he's good, but I mean, but he's fast, bro. Come God. on, let him cook. I'm gonna 
I'm going to sell. I'm going to sell because I think it's going to be Flowers and Mark Andrews. I don't trust Bateman at all. Odell is a maybe, and I lean towards no because I got a new I got a new kick this year. I didn't say it, but in this episode, but I'm only young guys, only young guys. I'm kind of like Leo right now. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure like Odell Yo. is what 31, 30, and he's got that ACL injury. Uh, I'm I'm a little concerned about that. I I get what you're saying, G, and I also believe that you know without Greg Roman, they're gonna pass a lot more than they. Uh, have in years prior so I think that the volume is going to be there but I think Odell is going to be kind of like that on and off like oh I don't know if he's going to be that you know he's going to be that flex option like oh should I put Odell in the flex this week or not so yeah I, I think I, I think I could see him as a flex I, I could see myself maybe thinking about starting Odell I think he'll get touchdowns too uh, especially because I don't think uh, J.K. Dobbins was getting that many touchdowns obviously Lamar is going to have his care his chunk that he takes uh, especially probably more in the red zone where they'll probably run him a little bit more. But I think from like the 20 to the 20, I think they'll be passing it a lot more than they did last year. I mean, like a lot more. You'll see probably a lot of like three or two wide receivers with Mark Andrews. Uh, you really got like four options out there, you know, so should be good. All right, the Bucks offense, buy or sell. We got Chris Godwin and Mike Evans who have always been fantasy studs. I think Mike Evans has had a thousand yard season every year of his career but now probably the hardest quarterback matchup to stomach so far kyle trask and baker mayfield right so are you buying or selling chris godwin at mike evans at their current adp which i believe is like pretty late considering their previous production dude yes yes these guys are like i would buy dude because i mean evans these guys have been working with dog water for like Ever, man. What are you on about? I'm talking about they? Brady was literally well, there. Yeah, like, what about no, your, without, your, without your, Brady, your boyfriend, what, Tom Brady? Even before... I'm talking about before Brady, dude. Like, Mike James Evans was a average, shit, bro, for fantasy. Well, for fantasy, but like... You mean he's fantasy, not like an ex- Well, Baker can still produce a good wide receiver. No, Baker's about to send him to fucking fantasy hell. No, you not gosh. remember fucking Odell Jackson's dad fucking putting videos up of Baker missing targets and not looking for his receivers and this, that, and the other. Baker's ass. and fuck Kyle Trash did dog shit, so where are you going to go? Come with on, that? man. It doesn't, you don't, you, I'm just saying, like, you don't have to be a stellar uh, quarterback for for these two to produce. Yes, like, you Godwin, do. You got to be a no, good Yeah, you, someone, needs gotta throw, someone needs to throw them the ball. Dude, yeah, bro, just throw it in about? the vicinity, dude. Put it up. Bro, Evans dude, is humongous. Just... Godwin's got the hands, bro. I'm not saying they don't, and he's not humongous, but whatever that does for Baker Mayfield accuracy is being a quarterback does not make much of a difference. He's just who he is, and who he is is dog shit. So we can't rely on him on keeping this offense up. And like we don't know anything about Trask, so we're all good off that. I would I would sell. I would have already sold if I hadn't already like selling. I'm I'm waking up tomorrow five o'clock in the morning to sell. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Okay, I just want to I just want to interrupt. Godwin is at uh, wide receiver twenty six right now, and Mike Evans is at wide receiver thirty four right now in half PPR. This is from Fantasy Pros. So, um, that seems pretty good value. I, dude, I've seen them think? drop even lower. So like at the value you're getting them for, bruh, I'm all in. 
Yeah, Mike Based Evans is near Pittman, Marquise Hollywood, Jahan Dotson, Mike Evans, really? Yeah, man. I, I think I'd buy that. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know, think yeah. I don't think Baker's gonna be the I don't think Baker's gonna be the starting quarterback. I think uh, it's gonna Kyle be Trask. Kyle Trask. Boy. Yeah, I think Kyle Trask. And Kyle Trask made you know Kyle Pitts look viable as a top five pick in fan uh, in the draft in the actual draft. So I mean, he's not very good. I've seen him. He's not very good. But like, I think he can get that volume to Mike Evans. You know, Chris Godwin's a little bit different. I don't know about him. And they also have a new offensive coordinator. Don't uh, forget, Brian Leftwich is gone. They got the guy from Seattle. So I think I'll buy on a hope. If it's like that ADP is cl- like close and I'm deciding between Hollywood and Mike Evans, I mean, both of those r- quarterbacks are terrible. You always That's horrible, have to, bro. You always have to bank. No, I would I'm take Evans you, at that point. Have, I wouldn't take You have Hollywood. to bank on talent, dude. Yeah. yeah. Always. I will agree though that Mike Evans is frustrating to uh, have as a receiver. Definitely. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'd want Mike Evans. I would think about Chris Godwin if I can get him as my wide receiver three. Uh, but that's it. That's the highest I can do on either of them. Wasn't Godwin like injured multiple times like last year? Yes. Yeah, he had the ACL yeah. tear, so he came oh. back a little late. But towards the end of the season, dude, this guy was like. He, yeah. would, he was a PPR monster, dude. He would catch like yeah, at least because Brady like Brady, him, bro. Yeah. Brady's Still, accurate like he, as fuck, bro. Like he's literally might not throw the ball off, as far and deep and stuff, bro. But it, within like 15 yards, that man is hitting every single pass right where it needs to be. That's not what's happening this year. And then they don't have much of a run game. They have Rashad White, and I mean, obviously they we're talking about receivers, but just in terms of like. You know, how many touchdowns they're going to be scoring as a team won't be much. Uh, how much they're, you know, only thing might go in for them is that they'll be down in almost all their games. So, you know. Uh, listen, I'm not saying that these guys are your, your your wide receiver one. And it's maybe an if for wide receiver two. I'm just saying like that. I've been drafting. We've I've done a lot of mock drafts recently, dude. I'm getting these guys deep, like sixth. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're maybe I'd think about it there, but wide receiver three is the highest I can do on either of them. Jeez, wow. okay, okay, <laughs> that's tough, dude. That's tough. That is tough. That's a little tough. <laughs> okay, biggest question here: Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, buy or sell? Again, with the new offensive coordinator, whose name we know dearly here, Nathaniel Hackett. No, Hackett, dude. Um, Hackett I've never been God. a big I've never been a big Rodgers fan. I hope they crash and burn. They they just joined the hardest division in the league, so it is what it is. He just sure. d- d- joined the hardest. I'm division. I'm buying. I'm buying. What is? Dude, did you not just? Did you not I'm just buying. hear what I, I said? <laughs> yeah, I did, but I disagree with all that. Say it one I'm more buying. time. Say it one more time. One more time. For, I'm buying. For Gav. I'm buying. I'm too. buying. Yeah, I'm buying. Uh, dude. Hey, I'm buying extra the week they play Patriots. Okay, then tell me which wide receiver. I'm going? buying it with Garrett Wilson. Garrett. Garrett Wilson. I'm putting my I'm equity. I'm cutting off my limb and hoping when they put it back, <laughs> I get like Bucky's arm, you know? Because it's going to be worth that, that much means. now. You just my, equity, my equity is just going to be through the roof, bro, because I'm going to get all these Jets receivers, bro. Aaron Rodgers knows how to produce fantasy receivers. But you're going to be balling I don't know how successful. Wilson. I don't know how successful they'll be in terms of actual Jets team, um, but I think they... Garrett Wilson, I am a hunter, like super buying. Like he, I agree with Matt. What's Matt said earlier, he's gonna, I think, explode and have a great season. Um, 
I would 100% take him. After that, uh, you know, Mikhail Hardman or Alan Lazard, I'm a, I could be a little, a little bit more hesitant on, but I would I 100%. There was, there was Is Randall Cobb with them? Were... Yes. Yeah, I saw him on the sidelines. Dude, he's, Alan, he's Lazar- Dude sure. Aaron Rodgers likes Alan Lazard, bro. Like, he's definitely going to eat. No, no, Garrett no, no. Wilson, Wilson, Wilson is going to eat. No, but you're, you're drafting him a wide receiver too, dude. That's true. No, yeah. In the what second round. Ra- in Lazard? the second round. Alan no, no, no. Is, Garrett uh, Wilson. Receiver? Okay, yeah. Well, Alan Lazard's definitely the wide receiver too, and you're, you're drafting Garrett Wilson in the second round, bro. That's, That's like fine. an overpay. That's an overpay. No, you're talking about Garrett Wilson no. as the wide receiver two? No, you're probably drafting him as the wide receiver one. No, yeah, dude, he's around point. like Almon Ra, Waddle. Yeah. So Al- you Olive. probably, unless you draft someone in the first round, he's your second round wide receiver. Yeah, I could see that. And that that's crazy. That's, that's perfectly. Still that'd be amazing. Dude. That's no third that's round, not, dude. Third but you wouldn't yeah. have ideally. Back, so no, bro, f- no, that's fine, bro. I think if I started my league off with either Tyree Kill or Cooper Cup or Devontae Adams in the first round, in the second round, I can get a or guy Joe. like Garrett Wilson, bro. Oh my god, that's like that's like heaven to me. Garrett Wilson. Your ceilings are already high. Your ceilings so are gonna high. be so high. No, but Literally. then when you get a, but when you get to the running back position, bro, like I've seen somebody, someone drops. Like, I'm looking at my. Josh Jacobs was like a what, fourth, fifth round pick last year. I'm like, dude. And the thing with running backs is, okay, maybe in totality their seasons might not be all that great, right? But there's a lot of fillers in running backs. Yeah, that but you if can you draft them so the late, year. bro, you have a you have a running back one for sure. Fine, I'll give you that. But that running back two, dude, it's gonna be a desert, dude. You're gonna be thieving. I I, I think my like I said, my strategy is wide receiver one, wide receiver two. We we move we move past that. Okay, okay. fine, fine. I'm, I'm, I'm just all I gotta honest. say is Aaron Rodgers. He's a new man after his darkness retreat, and <laughs> with the Jets, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna help Garrett Wilson pop off. I'm just saying. I think uh, that I you know. gotta watch out for this guy, Jason Brownlee. I've heard a lot of reports from him in training camp. He's a dude that had the one-handed, right? Yeah. You got to yeah. watch out for him because, I mean, that competition is not very big. It's just a bunch of Aaron Rodgers friends, right? So, <laughs> I mean, it could very well be, you know, him on the they outside. They used to have Miko, bro. That's too many mouths to feed. Nicole Hardman? Bro, when does yeah. anybody was like, damn, do you really got to feed McCole fucking Hardman? Bro, we should. Talking about he's, he's I haven't gotten enough touches from McCole yet. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm bro? just saying, there's a lot of people that he, Aaron Rodgers could, like, he doesn't have a set person over there other than Alan Lazard. Even Randall Cobb's over there. But when he finds his guy, you know what happens. He literally just hyper targets them too. Fine, dude. I'll death, give you right? a buy I'll so. give you a buy low on that then. Garrett Wilson buy low. Cause he's not gonna be good for you the first couple weeks. Mm. Okay. We'll see. I think I think it's gonna be Garrett Wilson. He has to be the guy. I don't know about the whole Jets offense, but I'm just gonna buy Garrett Wilson. Do he's it, him. please. All right, let's go into some wide receiver 1v1s. This is just like what we did last time. Uh, we're just going to pick two wide receivers with a similar ADP, and we're going to see which one you would pick. Let's just do this rapid fire, gut instinct, just like you would on draft day when there's like a minute left on the clock, all right? All right, Debo Samuel or Keenan Allen? Okay, Cap, easy. next. That's so easy. Debo. Just move on. Debo. 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 Come on now. Debo, yep. Yeah. Chris Olave... Or T. Higgins. T. Higgins. That's not, bro. What? No, Chris Olave. Higgins, dude. Give me, I mean, give me a wide receiver one over a wide receiver two any day of the week. That's so hard. Who's their, who's their quarterback again? 
Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Bro, dude, he, Bro, he, was, a wide, he was a wide receiver, what, last year? Like 11 or 12 or something like that? And he was with uh, who? Andy Dalton? So Bro. Derek Carr's an upgrade. No. Thing, and he can go deep. Derek Carr could throw the ball pretty deep. And their own line will give him up enough, upright enough to Olave will go deep. And he's that is such cap because everyone yards. is always like, Derek Carr has not thrown it far enough. I don't know, bro. I've seen him throw uh, the Devontae Adams, so wide receiver one, and he wasn't even that good last year. So, <laughs> I don't know. Like I feel like he put up numbers still. Bro's giving that tennis huh when he's throwing that thing at that dude. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Chris Olave. I'm taking Chris Olave for the Let's volume. go, Matt. I think it's PPR. If, yeah. Uh, Dylan, did you did you pick one? Uh, Chris Olave. Olave. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins or Terry McLaurin? This is a Terry, tough Terry. one. Terry, Terry, Terry. I, would, I like season, to choose. Maybe. I like to choose like talent. God yeah. dang, this, this is, is a tough. tough one. By the way, I saw DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's the most consistent player. Like he was top five for at least three years in fantasy. The only one is like the suspension. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, he's consistent. Is it because I thought Julio was gonna like still be okay when he went to the Titans? You know what, Terry? I'll go. God, I'll go Terry just because he's younger. Yeah, so. <laughs> you're saying <laughs> you're you said you were going Leo. Huh? You said you were yeah. going DiCaprio. And I'm pretty sure Hopkins is 31. So Terry's like yeah. 28, 27. Yeah. Dang. All right. Um. Okay. Let's do two young guys here. Jordan Addison or Jahan Dotson. Oh, man. Give me some Jordan Addison, bro. Give me some Jordan Addison. I was going to say Jahan Dotson. I was going to say Jahan Dotson. I'm big big on the commander's offense, bro. Because I know that sounds crazy to say. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. I just said Terry McLaurin. I just said Terry McLaurin last one, and I'm saying Jahan Dotson. I like what Bienjamin's got going on there. I feel like these guys are going to take a step up. I also think they're just individually like really talented. Like the Hudson's really good. I know Addison's really good, but I just I don't know between whatever eighteen hundred yards that Justin Jefferson's going to get. Like what's really left after that for Addison? There's still Hawkinson to feed. Obviously, still going to run the ball. Like I just don't like it. Yeah, but they don't even have like Cook no more. So like that's not that. It's like you're going to go to the run less. You might still run. But you're gonna go to it less, and uh, Thelian is gone now, so you're that second man. And we know what they were doing together, so like that's true. That's true. Who the hell but, is the quarterback in Washington? Jacoby dude, Brissett. Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett, and Jake Fromm, bro. <sighs> damn. Sam Howell. Period. God damn. Um. God. Okay, I'll go Dotson for now. Dude, like, you're crazy. Just because I think I I think they're just so. I honestly think you know, Jahan plus, Dotson could take his job. Like Terry McLaurin is the number one. That's bro, you you are putting some disrespect on Kirk Thuggins, dude. Come on. I like I really like Jordan Addison too, but you know, yeah, he G's right. It's the volume of Jefferson and Hawkinson is probably going to take a lot of red zone touches. They he really targeted Hawkinson a lot last year, so I wonder if that's going to stick. But you know, I really like both of them, so it's a hard choice. Talent. Tuber. Two great young options. Yeah. yeah. You can't go wrong, though. I'm not going to cap. I had the Hudson okay. last year. Yeah. Okay, last one here. Drake London or Christian Watson? Okay, this is where... This is Drake London. 
I'm not I wasn't the biggest on Christian Watson. I mean he was playing with the way I see it is Christian Watson last year played with Aaron Rodgers and he's amazing. Now Aaron Rodgers is not there, so even love is good. He's not Aaron Rodgers still. And then where it's like the exact opposite situation for Drake London. He played with Mariota who didn't even refuse to throw the ball. And so I would think that Desmond Ritter is gonna just throw the ball five to ten times more, you know. At least gonna be a few more receptions to go around for him. I say I'm gonna go opposite. Just Christian Watson. See how Jordan Love can what Jordan Love can do. I'll go Drake London (sighs) because I think Watson's has to regress in London. He's probably gonna have to regress to the you know, more positively. Watson got these crazy touchdowns last year. I don't know if he's gonna get that this year. Man, I don't know who I trust as their quarterback. Like, do I let trust Ritter? Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's dude, that's a tough one, dude. I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. Jordan Love's like good, but I don't even know if like Christian Watson was really the wide receiver one. Could Dobbs got more targets when both of them were on the field together? So I think the yeah. opposite actually. I think Watson's good. I don't know if Jordan Love's good. Really? Yeah. I, I just don't know if Jordan. Watson's going to be like, I don't know. I'm, I feel like the performance Watson, last year was fluky. I'm going to go Watson just because like, I mean, because you, you have like Kyle Pitts over there. So why wouldn't you be thrown to him? Generational talent. Like that he's obviously not going to be. The, I wouldn't think that Drake Lund is the focal point. That's true. Oh, the, like the backers have nobody. I've already picked two out of three of the wide receiver of the Atlanta options so far this draft primer. It's not looking yeah, good so. for me. <laughs> He's going down with the ship, dude. <laughs> Invest in the best offenses. This is all Mickey Youngboy's fault. All right. All right. <laughs> I forgot he's a Falcons fan. Yeah. I hope he comes back this year. Let's move on here to the final discussion of the episode. So there's this theory of stacking. And what stacking is is that you draft a quarterback and a wide receiver or, you know, a tight end option of the same team. And, you know, it's supposed to reap double results, right? Because when you go up against a guy like Dylan, Dylan had a nightmare uh, a couple years ago when he went up against Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. Uh, yes. And absolutely. every time they went deep on him, like they scored double the points. And <laughs> Dylan always got decimated by that. He's always pissed off about that. So, is stacking a viable option? Have you ever tried it before? Has it ever worked out? Is it something you try to prioritize when it comes to kind of like how you approach drafting? Um, I, I it's very like tough. It. It's very tough for me. I like it. I like it though. It's I just tough. It's a, it's a nice payout. If how can like when it's um when you have like the stack, I think you guys. I mean, I can't say it for myself, but I think. Like with the DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson connection, like if they do well, like it it works out. I think I would only do it if I know like the wide receiver and court, quarterback tandem. They have more games they that they do well than negative games. Like for example, I believe like Burrow Chase is a great stacking option for this upcoming year. I think you, as long as you get the correct stack, I think it's worth the risk over, like for example, right now 
like fields more. I'm not too sure about that stack, but we have to see. See, the my problem... thing is, my thing is like yeah. I wouldn't. I would stack. I I love to stack players. I don't know why. It's just it's exciting seeing when you refresh your thing, you get ten new points or fourteen new points if it's like a really long touchdown or something. Right? It's pretty cool, you know. But regardless, like I uh, there's I feel like with the stacks, if you're gonna make them work out individually. Like kind of what Dylan was saying, they have to be like consistent and good. But then I don't want to like stack like a really good wide receiver and then a mid quarterback just to stack them. Uh, and I'll give you an example. Uh, for me personally, I don't think Tua is like a great fantasy quarterback. I wouldn't really want him. But if I get Waddle, like I wouldn't stack that, right? And maybe like if you like Dylan gave an example of Burrow Chase. If I drafted Burrow second pick and maybe in the third round. Um, I already got like a running back or another wide receiver. I'm like, Burrow's there. I'm like, maybe I should just stack him, you know? I'd do that because individually, they're both really, they're still top of their position. Um, I wouldn't stack something like a Tua Waddle or, or I don't know, any of like a Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson. Like, I think that's a great example where like those type of stacks don't really like, you're not getting maximum value out of both positions. So you're kind of downgrading for one to get the stack for the other. Um, any Chiefs receiver and Patrick Mahomes, like stuff like that, right? Like mm-hmm. you want to try to like at least have both players be really good in fantasy, which is why I would kind of my favorite stack this year is the Fields Moore. Um, I really like it because individually I know what they can do, and now I feel like the culmination of their abilities will really like work out very well, and they'll have a great like connection. I so like my take on it is it's always tough to do the stack because of the value that you give up at like. At the time, like, because the stacks only work out when they're high value, like a, a Patrick Mahomes and a Kels. That's a tight end QB, but that's like the most legendary stack you can think of. Um, Like Hertz and AJ Brown, that's like one I would, that's the only one I could like see happen because I, I think Hertz is going in like the third round and AJ Brown goes in like the first round. The first, yeah. Yeah, so there's a, there's a space in between in the second round where you can like fill in like your running back or something like that. Um, but when they're back to back, like a, I think like a, like Burrow Chase, I, I think Chase would be like, oh, he's still going in the first round, maybe like a, maybe like Mahomes and his wide receiver. I don't know, I don't even know who Mahomes, the wide receivers Kels. are. Kels. Yeah, Mahomes. Kels. Well, no, because that's still bad. one and two. It, that's still too close for me. Cause like then. So Mahomes Tony. <laughs> See, no, <laughs> that, that the the Kels and and Mahomes stack. That's that's too much for me. They would carry you through like tough like, but you never know whether or not they can like. What imagine like like Kels goes down, you know? It's like then you I just had have the a Patrick Brown Martin. stack last year. That shit was beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I had such, my ass back has been pretty high. Like it wasn't obviously first second round, but it was like you know you got AJ Brown in like the third round last year and it hurts in like the fifth. That's still two of your highest like you know super high draft picks to start, you know? So I was perfectly fine with doing it. And I feel like it, it worked out amazingly. Yeah. So it just has to have enough space in between so that the value there, you're not like, like, like re reaving, like your, your, your other team's just like, well, what do I do now? Picking a QB is like tough. Only people yeah. you would want to like stack or like draft high is like Mahomes hurts. I don't know. I think you're you're really right about that. Drafting QB is hard. So if I already have drafted someone like Chase, if I already drafted like a, a stackable receiver, 
like Garrett Wilson or something like that. Like, or if you drafted like Fields and now you're looking at DJ Moore, like, man, maybe should I get him? I feel like it makes it a little bit just simpler for you to like actively root for your guys because now you're rooting for the receiver there too. And I, I don't know, in terms of well, simplicity, it, it, it I feel yeah. like it makes life easier because like in, if I got Higgins, in I'm terms like, of endorphins, I guess, right? Yeah, like, like I don't oh, know, just know. be. <laughs> more endorphins <laughs> yeah exactly well i can i it definitely would make my um my my viewing a lot more pleasable because that's a game <laughs> less games i have to like turn to you know and i'm just yes. oh god turn away just from draft, draft games. the convenience of uh, <laughs> drop so you can lose that's what that's what we're that's what we're saying right now vibes Okay, yeah, it's pretty much that. I mean, people went okay, off vibes. if like, i was gonna give up. you like a stack that would ma- like max value I really think it would be Calvin Ridley and um, Trevor Lawrence. That's a great, like, Trevor Lawrence is, like, fifth round, I think. Mm-hmm. That's great value. Only stack. Yeah. Because of I the value. I think that's a really there. good value. I think, yeah. so, that, I mean, in terms of, I think of fantasy football a lot, like, investing, because you don't want to have too many eggs in the same basket. That's why I never really try to do stack stacking, right? Because if that offense sucks for one game, that's, like, one week, you week that's it, right? You're done for that week, because like let's say Burrow and Chase are just off that week, then you know maybe Burrow can still be viable at a certain point, but Chase is just completely out of the equation at that point. So then you lose basically one whole option. But it could also be great. Maybe you know Burrow hits Chase and then Chase goes for like an 80 yard touchdown. Yeah, but I don't think in terms of whether it's more valuable or less valuable. Let's say you got Joe Burrow and you got Justin Jefferson. You know, I don't think there's a huge difference, honestly. So I don't actively look for a stack. And I honestly kind of avoid stacks because I don't ever want to put that many eggs in a basket unless I'm completely sure that's going to be a top five offense this year. So it's like Kelsey Mahomes, it's so proven at this point. Like, okay, I'll do Why it. Why aren't you doing it? <laughs> right? Yeah. At a certain point, it's like, okay, why am I even like doubting these people anymore? Let, let me just do it. If I lose, then, you know. Everyone lost because everyone picked Travis Kelsey. Everyone picked Patrick. Bro, Holmes. remember that Travis, the the Holmes Kelsey game where they got four touchdowns together? I was yeah. pissed. I think that was that Raiders game. It had to yeah, be Raiders. Uh, yeah, when they came. Oh my god, I was so pissed. That's that's ridiculous. I don't know. I love stacking though. I don't know. It's not the smart, even like logically be the smartest thing to do. Like Matt kind of gave you good reasons on why not to do it, but. Fuck it, bro. It's just <laughs> it's fun. The fucking the itch is just so good. I will give you uh well except Gav kind of gave me uh I like the Lawrence Ridley stack. You like that, right? That, yeah, but I think that if you're going to stack, it has to be basically an offense you're absolutely sure that you're gonna do, or it's just you know the value is just there and you just happen to pick both those guys later in the draft. So then, you know, it just happened to happen. Like Metcalf and Russell Wilson, they weren't exactly probably the top picks in everyone's draft, but they ended up doing it, and then they ended up, you know, kind of just destroying everybody that year. So I don't know stacks. Stacks. I feel like I mean, I have. I think I'm more proactive, or I guess pro stack. So I would stay like I do Burrow, Chase, Burrow, Higgins. I do Fields, Moore, Hurts, Brown, G- Allen, Diggs, Rogers, Wilson. I'd be okay with a That's lot a of lot those. Of them. I'm Alan okay Diggs. with any of uh, Lawrence. You didn't want I mean, Diggs. yeah, but if I if I got him at a good value, you know, like if I got Alan Diggs at the middle of the second round, and then after in the third round, I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll get Josh Allen. Like, I would be totally cool with that, you know. Like, I would be mad with that. Lawrence Ridley's that's another great one. 
Um, obviously, with the younger quarterbacks, if you're playing two court, if you're playing, especially if you're playing a two quarterback league, um, I don't know. We don't really talk about that much. Uh, you end up actually having to draft more quarterbacks. Then also, I would still then look to stack again. If I'm going to look for my QB two, I would you know look for a stack that goes with one of my receivers. Um, you know, just so that way I'm rooting for like an offense that would do well, and uh, you know it just kind of goes hand Definitely in hand. Definitely like more receiver. enjoyable. Yeah. In two quarterback leagues, I think it would work. Like Purdy, Ayuk, yeah, that's a stack. But no one's drafting Purdy, and even in a two quarterback. <laughs> that guy really league. thought Matt really thought <laughs> hey, he was going to slide that in there. The man throws for 150, it, 150 yards a game. You'll regret it. Yeah. I'll save that for the quarterback episode, though. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that'll do it in terms of um, our kind of thoughts on stacking. So it, how many stacks am I going to see this year? Anyone, anyone, like, I think it's just... Don't Hertz, take my Hertz Lawrence. Brown, I'm not doing Hurts-Brown. I'm not doing Allen-Diggs. Like, those are the ones, like, it's just too valuable. Your top two picks are going for that. I don't know if I could stomach that. Yeah. Do not take my Lawrence, Cat Ridley. I swear. Do not! I've done it in every single one of my drafts. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yo, Nando's <laughs> gonna do that to you, bro. That sounds like a great idea, Gav. I'm gonna run. It really, th- it really does, though. I'm gonna run Nando over and break my car <laughs> in the process because he's so fat. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> he's not even on, and you're just throwing shots at him. Oh no, yeah. we we know the relationship between me and Nando are crazy. What 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 yeah. car are you gonna use? Toxic. Oh, dude, you know I'm gonna go something really. To... Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> What are you even talking no, okay, about? Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> okay, okay. We got a little off subject. You know, you know who we are great partners with. You know, just like Gavin Nando, it's us and Zencaster. Oh, did What's you know we're recording this, recording this podcast right now using Zencaster? Have you ever heard of it? It's You're saying wonderful recording, you know, software. It's just completely, you know. Everyone here is remote. We're all recording remotely, and we're all hearing each other quite perfectly, I might add, right? Oh, dude, I heard you even before you talked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Zencaster can see the future, obviously. Yeah, But, you know, if you want to ever start a podcast like we did, and, you know, we're in like our 100 or whatever episode right now, and we've been using Zencaster for, say, I think like the last 50 or so episodes we didn't start with Zencaster, but now that we've switched to Zencaster, we absolutely love Life's it. So easy. It's so convenient, right? We just click the button, we just start recording, and we're just off, right? If you ever want to kind of do that and just start your own podcast, you should use our referral code, you know, Sports Council. That's it's just our name, all right? Yeah. And if you use our referral code, you'll get thirty percent off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan, you know. We just want you to have the same, you know, easy and convenient experience that we had in terms of podcasting. We got, we want you guys to start your own podcast, talk about your own fantasy leagues. This is great to use. The world needs more podcasts, I think, right? I, I, what are you going to listen to when you're driving to work? Or taking exactly. a shower. Or taking a shower. Well, really? And Okay. Walking your dog. Yeah. Doing your dishes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just browsing, dude. Yeah, it's, you know, Sports Council podcast first, then your own podcast second, right? That's what I always say. That's how I was raised. Mm -hmm. All right. I think that's going to do it for our show today. 
we're going to move on to the quarterbacks and tight ends. We're going to talk a little bit more generally about, you know, who we really believe in next uh, next episode. So stay tuned for that. It should be really fun. As always, you know, we are on Spotify. We are on iTunes. We are on Amazon Music, all under the name Sports Council. You can follow our Twitter, Sports Council. You can follow our Instagram, sports underscore council, to get, stay up to date on the latest and greatest of our sports takes. That's it, guys. Anything wait, hold guys up. Wait, did say? you say Twitter? Yeah, Twitter. Wait, 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 it's not Twitter anymore. No, it's Twitter. <laughs> and then also look out for the link for our fourth annual Sports Council Fantasy Football League. Uh, if you guys want to get smoked, using my own advice against you guys <laughs> with my stacks. Yes, and we recap every you know listener league uh, week on our show. So your name will probably be mentioned very frequently if you're doing very well. You want to get a little bit of that fame, you know, go ahead. And we are very excited to kind of face off against our listeners. So be sure to join. We'll have the links in our socials. Oh, follow us on Threads. Oh, yeah. We're also on Threads. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot. Dude, honestly, I haven't even downloaded Threads yet. Wait, what? I have not, dude. You should, and you should follow Sports Council. Oh, definitely. That's the first one. I think it's the same handle as our Instagram, Sports underscore Council. Oh, I'm ready. All right. All right. That'll do it. Thank you guys for listening. See you. Good to be back.